Hi guys, welcome to the Drive-In Podcast. I'm Lamont. And I'm Alex. And we watch bad movies. So you don't have to. But today we got a special treat. We got a special treat. Normally, like, let me uh, let me just say for the record, everybody else who's come on the podcast, we really appreciate you. But Lauren Fluker has to be one of our very special, special <laughs> guests. Like, yes. like her, on you got go back and find it in the archive, the Minister Society one. Yeah, just <laughs> trust me, she, t- she, takes, she takes over. But Lauren's one of our guests that comes on, but her day job is amazing. So we thought since the color purple was hitting, we wanted to bring her on to talk about it. And Lauren, tell them what's what's your day job? So I work in TV production in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, the color purple was actually the first feature film I ever worked on. Today, our teacher taught us about a place called Africa. She say our mamas come from Queens over there. That means that we royalty. <laughs> I don't need you to love me. Afternoon. I need me a wife. Even if we have to part, you and me, us, us have, have one heart. Don't get off my land. You harass you every day. Nothing but death can keep me from it. Oh, Miss Seelis. You must ain't got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. (laughs) She was the only one ever loved me. Change is made. Put it on. This ain't me. Hush. We need to look like we belong. It's pretty okay. It's a pretty okay job, I would say. Oh my God. All this humble <laughs> pie. Get tossed around. Just, just on the humble. It's, it's a little job. Little job. Come no. on, bruh. You need to stop that. But you know what, Alex? Now that you say that, like, so seeing your work on screen, I think you're reminded of all the hard work and sacrifice you put into it. But when you're going through it, it's a job. You know, you wake up and, and essentially <laughs> clock in like everybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's right. like, like, like Superman saying saving lives is a job. Yeah. Saving lives, you know, I'm no I'm no better than the first responder. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whatever. Like you walk on set and on any given day you run across. Oprah, you run across Fantasia, you run across Taraji. It's like the people that people fight to get to, you've had access to those people to an extent. If if it is nothing but being in the room with them, mm-hmm. like walk us through the process. Like I, I want to hear. I'm 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 gonna shut up. All I wanted to do is like, look, I'm gonna sit at your feet and I want to hear it all. <laughs> You so, want all the tea, Alex? I don't know. I don't want no tea. 
I don't want no tea. I don't do hot beverages well, so I'm gonna chill out on that part. But just for those who are sitting and listening and be like, man, I wish I could do something like that. Inspire them. Just I, we want to hear. Sure. So, okay. So, like I said, that was my my first film. I had only done TV up until that point, and in fact, I met y'all when I was doing news. And so when I moved to Atlanta, I got back in TV, but I wanted to do scripted. So I started out on like First Wives Club and then I got into reality doing a little bit of housewife stuff. And I had a friend who was over at The Color Purple already and I was in between shows and I was like, you know, if I could just get any gig there at The Color Purple, you know, if it's sweeping floors, if it's for Oprah, I'm going to do it. I don't even care. So originally the job was a assistant job and I was working in the office so just pretty much support for every clerical support for every department um and there was an opening for the choreography department that needed a production assistant um in that department so I'm like okay why I got two left feet but I may be able to (laughs) support them in some way and the choreography department was led by Fatima, who is, you know, oh, choreographer yeah. extraordinaire. She did, you know, her first video was Michael Jackson remembered the time. So if you yeah. love that that's video, crazy. that's yeah. that's yeah, that's Fatima's work. So I had always known about Fatima, and then she had um two assistant choreographers, Adrian, who does a lot of work with TLC, and then Tia, who's out of New York and does like a lot of work in classes and that type of thing. So they were a good group. Um, but yeah, like, so the, the beauty of, about the, the choreography department, not only did I work with like 128 dancers, but you had the Taraji's come through, you had the, the her and the Fantasia and the Chloe, um, or excuse me, Halle Bailey, you had the Coleman Domingos, like everybody would come there. They would have to see Fatima to get their steps right. Um, or the team rather to get their steps right. And so I would see these people and I would say everybody was a pleasure to work with my favorite though i would i would have to say coleman domingo was very nice like always like just take your time you know it's <laughs> ain't no rush and it's like you want to do things for the top talent it's like let me hurry up and you know whatever but they were just really really cool um fantasia was super sweet and so it was a humbling experience but then you know you you also have to rise to the occasion because you you know these are the people you you see on you see on tv you know what i'm saying so you gotta be on your a-game so tell us like when you saw your stuff on screen how did how did that hit you when you saw it in the theater oh you know that it's kind of a loaded question for me and i say that as someone who um, started the project from the beginning and, and saw it all the way through. And this is, like I said, with respect to the dancers and the work that they put in to this movie. And so I, I was happy to have been a part. And it's like, I know we got some other stuff that, that will never see daylight. And I just know that y'all would have been delighted by that. Like a lot of the numbers um, were abbreviated. Like they didn't show the complete dance numbers on a lot of the stuff. Uh-huh. And so I wish there was like a director's cut where y'all could have really seen <laughs> oh, wow. how they was cut. Yeah, so I was happy, like I said, to be a part of it. I thought it was beautiful um, on screen. I thought our um, director of photography did, um, Dan Lauster did a wonderful job. Um, Blitz 
Um, our director was incredible. So I was very pleased, but like I said, I just wish y'all could have seen all the like extended cuts, director's cut of what was really going on with the dancers. So <clears throat> my thing was, okay, so it opens up mm-hmm. and they take you straight to church on it. Like yeah. with with uh with Tamla Man walking in in the center mm-hmm. and with the choreography around it, because Tam Tam ain't gonna do too much moving. No, <laughs> not at all. Not, <laughs> not at all. all. It's like, look, you paid me to sing mm-hmm. and maybe get a couple of lines because I can act. But uh, y'all get all that extra, extra together. How was that just to see that first? Was that the first thing they shot? Like, I, I know with editing, you can shoot something. And so, what was the first, like, actual? choreographed number that they shot. Yeah, so actually you are really close, really close. The first thing we shot was the let me let me let me back up. So, this was the first travel show too like that I had been on. So, we started uh March 2022 was when we had gone down to the Savannah, Georgia. Oh, you shot in Savannah. Okay. Yeah, we shot in Savannah, and we shot um, also on uh, what's called Jekyll Island, which is not that far from Savannah. So to give it that Africa feel, when mm. they were they had arrived on the boat, um, Nettie and uh, Celie's children, that whole Africa scene. That was the first thing we shot, and that was on Jekyll Island. Now, when we were in Savannah, we were there for about two weeks. The second thing we shot, which I also think was on Jekyll Island, I think they found like some mossy tree area in Jekyll Island to also shoot the Tamala Man scene. It, it, we actually did. I do remember that. And that's where we shot that. But that was like the second thing we shot. And that was the one that required the most dancers. That and then uh, I know we're going to talk about this later, but the Suge Avery's coming to town. So we had a lot of dancers. Mm-hmm. For that, but yeah, we started out and moved in, but that was like yeah, the second thing we shot. And Tamala, she she was such a pleasure to work with, and she's um, I don't know if she's originally from Dallas, but you know that's where I'm from, and I know she lives there now, so we kind of knew some of the same people, and she was just cool. She just you know just felt like home, didn't feel like a celebrity. And one thing I thought was interesting with her. Mr. Brown was there too, her husband. Oh, wow, husband. wow. He was there too, trying to get in the movie, uh, supporting, <laughs> her, supporting her, getting the BTS, all that, but they don't fly. So I'm like, who the hell has this big tour bus when all of us are just like, you know, thugging it out in our cars or on these little sprinters that they're sending us? They actually travel with a tour bus, they don't fly. So I thought that was cool. And this deck, wow. when I tell you, decked out. So, yeah, it was cool to have him on set. But, yeah, that was the second thing that we shot, the, the Tamala Man scene. Um, yeah, they took us straight to church. They did. Wow. Did you guys, did you, because I know uh, you saw the original. Did you guys use that as a template, or was this just a whole new thing here? You know, Lamont, what I say, this is what I said, and I, you know, don't want to ruffle any feathers. But I talked about the dance numbers being abbreviated, but I also think the film was too. I think the film was just um, like a compilation of like those top moments of the original film Uh that we remember. That's what it felt like to me. So yes, it was the template because you still got the you told Harpo to beat me until you do right by me, the spitting in the water. You know what I'm saying? You still had all of those moments. So it was definitely the template 
But I think the uh, it being the musical feature is mm. what set it apart because you had Fantasia giving us pipes, okay? Because that thing can sing down. <laughs> so you had those elements. But yeah, it was... Um, you could see remnants of the original film, I would say. I would, yeah, I would say it was a template, but it was, it was still very different, though. I think. Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. I, and and just to drop two pennies on that. Well, not even drop two pennies, but to lead into the next uh, approach in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, and these are just TikTok critique people that mm-hmm. that pop up on the internet. They didn't do blah 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 right because it was in the original film. It was blah blah blah, and they, I think a lot of people walked into this film with their minds so closed mm-hmm. and not willing to allow the new experience to happen. Mind you, one of the, for me, one of the major moments that really just got me so engaged in this film was uh, Whoopi Goldberg being the midwife yes. to yes. Seeley, the character Seeley. What's the young lady that, that played young Seeley? That is um, oh my god uh, oh my god and Posse is her last name. Felicia let me see. I think it, let me, I gotta look her up. And Posse is her last name. Uh how don't I know? And she was somebody else who was just real cool. Yeah, like hold on. For, is... for me, as far as a film Felicia. Felicia Pearl Felicia. and Posse. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me as a film student and somebody who appreciates who who I, I am still a critiquer of uh you know second chances or mm-hmm. trying to do the another film over again. This one was surprisingly done well because of the nods that they had, you know. Yeah. Because seeing seeing that with the midwife, with with Whoopi being the midwife, it it was just it it brought it full circle for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, were, and go, go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say there were actually a lot of like little Easter eggs and stuff, like just like little fun surprises that were brought to life on screen and I think that was one of them and you know the thing was I had only heard rumors that Whoopi was gonna be (laughs) in the film and no seriously I didn't even know she was on set and I didn't see her on like the call sheet or anything so when I saw it in the theater I'm like oh I guess it wasn't a rumor I guess she really was you know on stage because you know like I said certain things we weren't even privy to so that mm. was um, that was one of them. But I, I like you said, Alex. I think that was a great connective tissue to bring the old film into the right now and today of things, but still, you know, give it a fresh take by having Whoopi in that. And I think she was the only one who was in the original that kind of you know made a cameo and just brought this made the story that much better. Yeah, and and you know, Oprah get a, Oprah gets a lot of flack for not being in there, but. I think with uh, what's the young lady from Orange is the New Black? Danielle Brooks. Danielle Brooks plays Sophia's character so strong. Listen, listen. <laughs> they gotta give her something, y'all. I think that she, her performance and Fantasia's performance, to me, they they rival. I can't tell you who did better. I don't even think I, I can I can say. 
but they they both held their own. But yeah, Danielle did that. That was a good Sophia performance. I gotta agree with you. Yeah, she was she was she was so strong. Like mm-hmm. I want to know, like seeing how I know I call this is like like a church bus movie where you like you get mm-hmm. all the all, mm-hmm. all the aunties mm-hmm. and, they, and everybody. <laughs> comes out like literally when we went to see it it was uh-huh. it was packed i'm talking from 8 to 80 like everybody was there and this was in dallas this we saw it in mm-hmm. dallas and it was mm-hmm. it was packed there and this was like a week after it had already premiered what does it feel like to be part of something that has hit the culture so so heavy like this is one of those movies where like years from now you're going to have the pictures of you and your mom in your purple mm-hmm. in front of the thing how's it feel to mm-hmm. be a part of like this isn't just any old regular movie that that's your yeah. first thing you know what actually talking to y'all is making it hit cuz like i said <laughs> no like I, y'all listen y'all laughing but like i said i was literally just going to work like i and i know i'm not trying to you know sound away but like i did it like i you know you you just going to work you having the long days like everybody else so now that you know we're seeing how it's hitting the culture and what it's doing, it is hit. It's hitting different. I, I'll tell you this: I was looking at Blitz, and forgive me, I cannot pronounce his his last name. We only called him Blitz on set, but Blitz is an incredible director. Um, he did the Black is King for Beyonce and has done um, incredible works in in all different spaces. A multidisciplinary artist he is. And he posted on his page last night that Obama said that his favorite film of the year or something, you know, he 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 just had a nod for The Color Purple. And that hit, knowing that the president, and he's still my president, I don't care who in office, <laughs> he's still my president, knowing that the president saw our work and said that, hey, this is a good, like, we got that stamp from Obama, that hit different. So it's those moments. And, you know, having my family send me messages like yeah here we go we're going to see you know the movie and you know just hyping me up and then just everybody like oh you worked on that oh what was that like you know so those things never get old and it it is very humbling and I'm grateful so grateful to have been a part but um I don't know you know we did it for the culture that's that's it we I think we did it for the culture and I'm glad y'all like it 18 million dollars we made in the first uh, what was the first weekend? Yeah, that's crazy. Like it's it's the highest grossing I think since like Home Alone. Like uh, as far that's as Christmas, crazy. yeah, like Christmas that. Day. Yeah, that's nuts. But I wanted to know specifically, Lauren. Like you said, you just got up and went to work every day. Like, what was your day like? Like, what would you have to do? What was what does being a what what did you have to do as far as work was concerned? Yeah. So, like I said, <sighs> I had originally been brought on as like a PA. And it's a, being, a, being a PA is a very, and I'm going to say this, like I said, I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers, but it's a very thankless job. It's a lot of stuff that goes into being a PA that you wouldn't even, you know, you wouldn't even know. Like I would say, so there's a clip where Fantasia, I think it was on Coleman Domingo's page where she's singing at the table read, right? Uh-huh. When you see a table read, you see the tables, right? Yeah. It's somebody that got to set them tables up and put the place <laughs> cards on there and do those types of things. So that is what actually, I, that was my job on the first day was to set it up, make sure that, um, that we had enough space for the Zoom because Oprah was going to Zoom in from her house in Hawaii, as she mm. does. <laughs> so we, oh. it was a whole, right, the whole thing. 
setting up the snacks, setting up the water. So that is where I started. And like I said, there was an opening for the chore- um, choreography department. And I didn't know nothing about it. But it's just like, you know what? If I'm doing this, let me just see. I want to work with Fatima. So let me just go over here and see. And so when I got over there, I realized the rigors, while they were different from just like regular PA work, they were still rigors nonetheless. And now I'm like managing people. And I'm I'm pretty good at being anticipatory of people's needs and that type of thing because I'm a mama. So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. talking to this person's agent, Fatima would see somebody on Instagram and be like, oh, I want them. So I got to go find them on Instagram. And look, that took me back to my uh, uh, WJTV days when they would see somebody in a surveillance video like, find his mama <laughs> tonight by uh, six. We need to talk to his mom. I'm like, how we going? So... Um, it was a lot of, like I said, the rigors were different, but a day looked like, um, I'll tell you maybe like what I did, because every, no two days looked the same, but I had to make sure that each dancer, and like I said, I had 128 of them, had their SAG paperwork completed, their paperwork to be paid, their COVID tests done with oh, wow. results, yeah, with results before any rehearsal, rehearsal spaces booked, schedule sent out to agents and dancers, costumes. So the fittings, that probably was the, the craziest thing. And keep in mind, these dancers were not paid a, um, what do you call that, retainer, meaning they were, a lot of them were taking other work. And these dancers were not just working for anybody. I had people that were dancing for Lizzo, people that were dancing for Usher, people that were dancing for TLC, Beyonce's key dancers. In fact, when I got them, a lot of them had just come off that, um, Super Bowl with Kendrick Lamar and all and a lot of my dancers had come from that because we started in March and the Super Bowl was in February so I'm dealing with agents and these agents are out in LA and you know there's a time difference between LA and Atlanta so I'm up at all hours of the night yeah we need to get him for this day he'll be paid this for that like just so a lot of um clerical work and then just you know emotional support just really whatever they need and even you know transportation if I needed to get somebody to a fitting and maybe they had flown there from LA and they were just there for two days I'm driving you to the costume department you know so it my job entailed so much but I've always said that um in order to be an exceptional leader you have to be an exceptional servant and so any fires that I could put out before they reached Fatima and the team or whatever I could do to circumvent problems, I was, I, you know, I was doing it. But yeah, so all the dancers, that was my, that was my thing. Oh, wow. wow that's... Even down to the water. They needed, Fatima only likes her water a certain temperature, a certain <laughs> brand. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's, I can't even tell you, Lamar. It was, it was a lot, but it was a true labor of love. Like I love, and I'm like, hell, I got paid for it too now, but I, I love <laughs> what I did. So, mm. Yeah. That's cool. Speaking of, you said you were a mother. Have you taken uh, your baby to see this? Has he seen the movie? No. He, all his cousins did. He kind of wanted to see it, but I, you know, it, it's still a story about incest. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't necessarily know that I am um, in the position to explain that to a 10-year-old. Yeah. But that's not to say that it's not a, you know, it's not a family film. And maybe children wouldn't look into it that much because it is a musical yeah and so you they take you on these lows but then these incredibly high highs with the uh the dance numbers but no he's not seen it yet but he was super stoked he knows that i worked on it he was super stoked about it but he hasn't um he hasn't seen it yet well i gotta tell you when i saw you post the uh 
the post credit when they had your name up there. Mm-hmm. That had to feel really good, right? Like, did you did, did you hang out? Did you hang out just to see it, or what? what why did tell us of how course. that happened? <laughs> of course, I did. You so let me tell you, working in TV has always made me want to watch the credits. I hate when I'm watching something and they they you know zoom by the credits because. Those are the people who really made it possible down to the people mm-hmm. who work in catering, accounting, all of these departments. And, you know, like for, for some people, thankless positions, you know, you want to stay there and you want to you want to support and watch it. And of course, if you're in the credits, you're going to stay. So I stayed and I'm going to tell you, y'all, I was on pins and needles because I didn't know how I was going to be credited in this film. Because like I said, I did not. What I decided to do was negotiate instead of a a pay increase because uh, maybe one of the brothers is on the budget too. They don't be trying to, whatever. We're going to skate past that. <laughs> but instead of a pay increase, I'm like, well, what if I get a title bump? Because what I'm doing, I'm talking to agents and I'm doing SAG paperwork and I'm, you know, helping with call sheets, which a lot of that is really, y'all, that's really assistant director duties. And if had mm-hmm. I had a mentor who was in film, perhaps I would have known how to negotiate that because a lot of people... That's the whole, it's the whole other thing though, because that's the DGA, like that's the guild of directors and all that kind of thing. And so you got to have like so many hours on set, like that's the whole thing. But I was still doing a lot of what they do. So I was concerned that I was, they were going to still try to list me as a PA. But not only did I get my credit, I got a single, right? Because some people are listed, you got the department and then they just list everybody. I got choreography coordinator Lawrence Lucas. So I was I was cool. I was cool. Like the little things matter, Lamar. The little yeah. things matter. Wow. But I didn't know how it was gonna like I said, because they tell you anything and y'all know like I know if you didn't sign for it, it didn't happen. And so I'm just very grateful that my um unit production manager, Dominique Kensila, who is uh he's he stayed uh in Austin too like so we had a Texas connection he was the one that promised me that title bump and I got it so it was in the credits and I like it <laughs> when I saw that Lamont I'm not gonna hold you I was like yeah <laughs> this did that my name in the credits I gotta give me an IMDB now <laughs> so that is cool so what's what's next for you what what do you got coming up <sighs> you know or the, uh, can you can you tell us about it? Because I know, like, you be working on like <laughs> these super secret projects, you know. You know, <laughs> so here's the thing: yeah, yes, super secret, but also the writer strike. I was talking to one of my showrunners has um, affected a lot of things, even even now. And so, a lot of the networks are pushing things back, and then they have stuff that they were already working on prior to the writer strike, and so. Right now, honestly, it is a waiting game. I know that at the top of the year, first quarter, that is when they'll start staffing shows. So I don't, I don't necessarily know right now, but I know 2024 is going to be a great year for TV and film. That's what I can say. Yeah, Alex, Alex predicted that. He said that we're going to have some good stuff coming up this year. But I like, I'm kind of on the other side of it. But I hope we do. I really hope we do. Yeah, we got to because, like I said, it's they pushing and everything has been pushed back. I think everybody just wants a fresh start with 2024. Cool. So can you oh. give uh, – go go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Uh, just my last question for Fatima is um, out of all of the sequels <laughs> – here, here, listen, I, I can't believe I'm – I know you do. Like, it, it, it blows me away. But anyway, um, out of all of the sequences as far as 
choreography was concerned mm-hmm. in the film. Which one was your favorite? Shook Avery's coming to town. Mm, okay. Every, and the reason y'all, y'all, but I'm telling you, it's because I'm not speaking of the cut that made the movie. I'm talking about what we did out there in Grantville, Georgia, because that's when we had come back up to like central, uh, north central Georgia or whatever. So when we had got back to the city, we just found this rural town. And they, the uh, set design people did such a wonderful drop, job of bringing it back to the 1900s or whatever. But that whole number, y'all, I'm telling you, it was the acrobatics. It was the um, the tapping. It was the stepping. It was the, mm. like, we had, a few people had solos. You know what I'm saying? So it just was, it just was everything to me. And I think a close second was the Mysterious Ways, which was the um number where we shot it in sections but they ended up at the church so funny thing the beginning of where we shot mysterious ways like i said was in that um southern georgia or that uh coastal georgia that jekyll high savannah Mm -hmm. area but then the church was actually in another part of georgia we weren't in like the coastal part it was still i want to say it was still like in the savannah area um, but then when they were walking through the town, that was in Grantville. So we shot that in several parts of Georgia, but they made it look like one, you know, one walk, one continuous mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it was shot in several parts of Georgia. So I think seeing everything that that it took to move that scene made that one a really good man. I can't pick. It's just like asking <laughs> me to pick my favorite kid. Luckily, right now I only got one, so that's easy. But doing this is doing this is hard. Um Cause in the Africa scene, I thought that mm. the scenery for that, yeah, the, uh, what they gave on that, and y'all, again, I'm basing this off of me seeing the full routine, not what made the movie. So, um, yeah, but I think Suge Avery, it was just everything, and then everything we had to do, like making sure the pavement was wet. I don't know what it is about um, cinema and or The Bachelor. Y'all watch that show, The Bachelor? How they always got the pavement wet when they walk up the thing to pick who nah, pay attention I've seen, I, pay will, attention. I will I will I will pay attention but it's a thing for some reason people like to look at wet pavement but anyway mm-hmm. we had to bring in we had to bring in like um fans and just like all these things to give it that look of Suge Avery is really coming to town so I think everything that went into that one but then I don't know because now that I'm talking to you Alex I'm thinking about the the washerwomen scene or the one where we were on Stone Mountain where we did the chain gang. We rented out the whole mm. or booked the whole Stone Mountain Park. And you know, people in these parts love Stone Mountain. So to have had it and, you know, done a routine on it was, was the, I don't know, I can't pick. But right now, probably Suge Avery. Is coming yeah, that, that one's iconic. Like I love the shot, the single shot. Like it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 one of the things that stuck out to me was that transition from Africa to the wash, um, where they did the, where the the African dancers were dancing and they waved the the cloth across mm-hmm. the screen and then you end up in Georgia, that mm-hmm. blew me away. But I think my favorite one was a uh, Harpo building the juke joint. Like, oh, see, that one, <laughs> that one was busted. That was, I mean, the beat of it was dope. So it was like the music, and see, that's another thing. You work with choreographers. I can only imagine what the MD was doing as far as the music director coming up with the arrangements for all these numbers. Like, it's, to me, 
going into this with an open mind made it better for me. So mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, girl, you did it. You did it, thing. Thank you. And I, you know, now that you say that, the the work, the work, Harpo's work song, that's what we called it in our uh, little book. That mm-hmm. was cool. And then the hell no, where Sophia marched to uh, the house and was leaving. Like, that's what I'm saying. So that, that had um, fewer pieces, but they were, you know, it was sharp and it was like, you felt it when they came marching in. It's like, you felt mm-hmm. it. So that was a good one. Um, and yes, yeah, Stephen Bray did our music. Stephen was really, really cool. The only thing that concerns me, I feel like I had this conversation with him, is whenever you're up for Oscar contention, I don't believe that there's a category for best musical. And then when they pick, like, best song, most times it has to be an original song. So the arrangements may have been different for this film, but they may have been uh, renditions, rather, from the Broadway musical. And if that's the case, it's not an original song. So I don't know. I thought the music was was spectacular, but I we'll just have to wait and see like what it does. But yeah, they did that. Like they, I was yeah, yeah, I was pleased with the music. Hey, hey, what you call him, uh, Lamont, Doctor Dre? Because he'll always be Doctor. Yeah, Dre. he's always Doctor Dre. But I feel like him and Danielle, they had a, oh, they man. had a, they had a chemistry, man. I know they went to school together. I think they went mm-hmm. to Juilliard together. So they did, yeah. you you could see it, like you could see the chemistry. And those two, and just the full circle for them to come around and be in this movie together, playing Harpo with Sophia. Like I thought they mm-hmm. were, they were an mm-hmm. amazing couple. So I'll whoever they're like Bostock and them now, because I feel like they're just gonna blow up. Because he's my guy. Yeah. He he's on The Walking Dead with Coleman Domingo. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's a full circle. Like everybody's working together. So I can't wait to see what they do. Heck, I can't wait to see what you do because, like I said, we're we're buying stock in Lauren Fluker right now for sure. You better believe it. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting all of it. I'm blowing my head up. Are we gonna do our? Uh, are we gonna do the categories, Lamont, or no? No, nah, I listen. I don't want to put you in a position because I know that like you worked on it and this is like your baby, so it'd be hard. I know it would be, but yeah, why, why not? Since, since we got you here, yeah, we here. Since we got I'll you, keep it. I'll keep it, keep it PG. We oh. ain't gonna go off on nobody. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lauren, who do you think won this movie? Uh, that's you know, I got a, I got a one and a two, and I don't know who was one and who was two, but I'm gonna say Fantasia and Danielle Books. I can't, I cannot okay. pick. I look, I see what you're saying now. You said it's my baby. It's gonna be a whole. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's your baby. Yeah. So you like, you like Shaq and Kobe, all of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Holy right. right. yeah. 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 Let's go there. Let's go Dak and Pollard. Both of them get it. Like, no, no. Right. Uh, okay. All right, Alex. Who you got? Who's your MVP? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Brooks. Um, she. Sophia, like I never thought nobody could upstage Oprah in that position, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she came through and she added a whole new thing to it. And they didn't make her as graphic as far as you know the whole beat down of Miss Millie and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but still the weight of it. I re- I kind of I kind of feared her Sophia more than I feared Oprah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's a great way to because first first of all, Oprah Sophia her anger built. With this one, her her temper was so fast. Mm-hmm. Like even with the comeback, like you know, I know Spielberg in the original film 
uh, kind of try, try to make that suspense build with her getting slapped and then you see her hand go across the, the car and then it balls up into a fist. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was just that building moment, like even in the jug joint, the building moment of the fight. The build With this girl, it was like she had a counter. Every time she get hit, she had a counter to come back. It was, it was like, yeah. bop, bop. I was like, God, she fans yeah. with the hands. And it explains so much with the whole I had to fight my brothers and I had mm. to fight my uncles because in real time and fighting, you ain't gonna have no time to load your your fists up to hit somebody. You're gonna come back and pop up. And I was like, God. And that scene where she uh walked into the um wherever they were, the little the little beer hall thing, uh -huh. and she spoke to Coleman Domingo, that was a strong scene too. Yeah. I was like, I'm waiting. And that and that whole and that and that that approach to her to her scene, like you didn't see that too much with Oprah and and, and Danny Glover. Mm -hmm. It was like she was the only woman that gave what they call Mr. and old Mr. a run for their money. She mm -hmm. didn't back down to neither one of them. Mm -hmm. And you saw that more in this film than you did with uh the original. But uh, Lamont, what about you, bro? Uh, I I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna take a page out of your book. I'm gonna say, I think, I think movies won. I think the I think, <laughs> I, think I love it. I think, okay. I think movies won because think about it, man. Like, call your auntie right now. Her and her people are going to see this movie. Like, people are getting right. out out of the house. They're dressing up. I went to. Uh, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. We did a premiere here. Oprah bought mm -hmm. out the theater so people could see it here, and everybody was dressed up in their purple best, looking That's like a bunch dope. of a bunch of Laker fans accused. Like it was, <laughs> it was like they they did it at the uh, the, uh you guys know North Park Mall. They, right. they they have redone that theater that nobody goes to, but they made it look really nice. Set up a, like I don't know. I think I think movies won. I think this is getting people out the house. My in laws mm -hmm. went. Like everybody went to see this thing. So I feel like <laughs> oh Z. yeah. My, my my father in law like he 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 loved it. Like you, they got out and they saw this thing. So I feel like we won. The culture won in this. Like wherever you yeah. stand on the movie. It got you out of the house and you got a chance to see it. You're singing a song. So I think we all won for this one. So that's my my MVP is movies and us. So yeah. Uh, all right. LVP. Anybody who sucked you wanted to see more of? Mm, sucked or sucked or seen wanted to see. Look, I can't even put the word. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You uh, can't. That's, <laughs> so you, we're going to yeah. exclude you from this category. Alex, you got anybody? I <laughs> anybody for uh, for for LVP I really don't have anybody I wanted to say Sierra but Sierra's coming in was all you needed like when I saw her come up I was like dang that's dope because mm -hmm. you could actually see Haley progressing and growing into being somebody that looked like Sierra the casting so was it, impeccable. The casting yeah, was so, like even the Felicia to Fant the Felicia to Fantasia, the young Seely to the right. uh, grunt, like that was good. Because I think, right. I, yeah, so yeah, because I think what gets lost in it, like we focus on the Oprah and the Whoopi of it, but if you're being honest, in that first movie, like the the mm -hmm. young Seely and the like, those are the ones that really carry the story. 
until yeah. until we get there. So yeah, this is this is I, I don't have an LVP at all myself. Yeah, me neither. So it's like you really don't because they knew the access to hit. So it was like everybody played a part. Lewis Gossett Jr., yo, like, what do you do with that? Like, you got star power mm-hmm. from eons. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the ghost of Cicely Tyson popped up. Well, we got Listen, <laughs> he, uh, he he was at the screening. Um, he was at the screening that I went to. I what what has he been in, y'all? Because I know he was like royalty and he got the standing ovation and stuff. He was he was he was, fid- he was fiddler and roots. He was uh roots, okay. officer and a gentleman. Uh, okay. yeah, like he's the guy. So like. Love Lewis guys. Um, re- even recently, The Watch, uh, with uh Regina King. Yeah, The Watchman. Okay. The Watchman. He, he was in that. Yeah. Watchman. Yeah. He was in that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Lewis Gossip Jr. is. Oh man. But my but my six man great, my, great my six man Dion Cole. That's, that's okay, mine too. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's let's let's fake. go ahead and put a three on Lamont that. Bro, fake. Lamont is so fake because I was so waiting to be the first one to say that, and he gonna go ahead. And that's why he did it. He, that's why he did it. He knew that. He knew I was gonna say Mister. He knew that. But um, I you know what y'all? So I had actually seen uh, Dion Cole on set that day when we were shooting that in Grantville, and I told him like earlier that year I had gone to his uh, first Netflix special. And I was telling him he did so good. Like I, you know, had gone to the special. It was really, really good. So to see him then like in a serious role, that man got some chops. He was really good in the harder they fall. Yes, yes. And I think this one, yeah, it challenged him. And I always have loved when people can make you feel different things. And I always tell people, I don't want to, you know, open up a can of worms, but I've always said, like your Jamie Foxes and your Will Smiths. They always do something a little bit more to me than your Denzel Washingtons because mm. they can make you laugh and cry. And I think it's it's very hard to have like that duality. That's not to discredit mm. or discount anything any of the other greats, including Denzel, you know, has done for cinema. But it's just like Dion to see him that stern. I didn't even know y'all. I was waiting to see where we where we were gonna see Dion. Like I didn't like I the no facial hair, like everything. I was like, is that Dion? Like it took me a minute to be like, oh, mm. that's Dion. He didn't, of course, on set he talking in his regular voice and stuff. So you know, <laughs> but in the film, I'm like, wait a minute, he was Mister. So um, yeah, kudos to Dion Cole. Yeah, Dion was strong. Even yeah. look at you get a chance, take a look at. He has a show called Average Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he plays the lead in it. It's really really good. I think it's on Hulu. You mm-hmm. can find it. But like I said he's a strong actor. I can't wait to see what he does. Cause like it's yeah. like you said, it's rare you get those comedians that can like Robin Williams. You know that are really funny, mm-hmm. but that can give you like the you know the good one hunting. So like I get that. So mm-hmm. totally. Like I said, we pre listen. We know you're a busy lady. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us, spending a little time with us, little people down here. But uh, like, <laughs> no, nah, but you always been really cool. Like I love that you, you're the same person you were when you were here, and you always answer the call. So we really appreciate you coming through. Can't wait to see what you do next, and can't wait to bring you yeah. on just to talk about mm-hmm. movies because we know you love movies like we do. So we really appreciate your insight. And hey, we're super proud of you, man. Thank yeah. you so much. And ma- matter of fact, let me say, Dude. my MVP of this movie is Lauren Fluker. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Thank Bro, you, cause... and I just go ahead, Ellie. No, it's just it amazes me because like the first time I ever saw you was on on in an end zone in a football field at a high school football game, and now you on you on a major 
film credit. And, and it, it just speaks to uh, having perseverance and going after your dream, like never give up on your dream. And that you you do that. I give you your flowers on that, yo. Yeah, that's, real yeah, that's that Clark Atlanta coming out right there. Thank yeah, you. yeah, I appreciate y'all speaking life into me. It was it was truly a pleasure. I was very very humbled and honored to serve the dancers and the and Fatima and her crew in that capacity. Like I said, it was and you know I think I just I do want to go on record saying this. It was very therapeutic for me too because I was going through whatever I was going through, but being able to show up and give people my best every day was very gratifying. And so I'm just. I'm just very humble. And I still got y'all. Look, I still got a bottle of Ace of Spades that opened yeah. that oh. started. I ain't even cracked it open. <laughs> nah, yet, you, so I'll let y'all know when you I save that. <laughs> you save that. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. Well, I said, Lauren, we really appreciate you. And thanks again. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Peace. Peace.